Welcome new and old friends. My name is 242, and today, 2 got us 10. Yes, 10 Glitch of the Matrix stories. These types of stories are about a small but puzzling occurrence that have no logical explanation. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, and comment. All of this helps this channel find new people who might enjoy it. If you're on the podcast, please follow and leave a review if you can. Now, with all that being said... Turn off your lights. Make sure your doors and windows are locked. Things are about to get spooky. German Shepherd Might Have Saved My Life by Anonymous Okay, so this one is a shared experience with best friend, which she remembers the same. To this day, I believe that this glitch saved our lives. It's going to be a bit longer, but worth it. We were walking in the midnight hours from one city to another where I live because the public transportation was already shut off. It was like a two-hour walk. At one point, we were walking down a street where on either side were family homes where at least 50% of them had dogs sleeping in the garden. We were kind of terrified, as you can imagine. The dogs went crazy, barking and everything. We were even joking that if one of the dogs escaped, we'd be dead. We were at the end of the street and suddenly we noticed something odd. There was this house with a pretty small fence, like just 80 centimeters or something, and the garden is a German shepherd. like. Who the fuck buys this dog with such a small fence? We discuss it and we both are terrified that the dog would escape. As we came to the point where we had two options on how to continue. One, a longer path with public lights, and the other one, a shorter one through the forest, dark as fuck. We decide to take the longer and safer one when suddenly we hear paws on the ground. We froze. The German Shepherd is right behind us. He came, sniffed us, and went ahead a few meters, sat down, and waited. We were still terrified of what this strange dog who didn't know us would do, so we changed our minds and went straight to the forest. He came, sniffed us, and went ahead to the forest, sat down, and waited. So we decided to take the first way, the streetlights. As you probably now know, the dog came, sniffed us, and went along a few meters, sat down, and waited. We came to the conclusion that the dog has no harm and went along to the original path. It was the same scenario. Dog sniffed us, went a few meters ahead, sat down, waited for us to come. Then again and again, until suddenly, out of nowhere, appeared another dog. I believed it was some Great Dane mix. He was furious, aggressive, went right in front of us with his teeth out, growling. We wanted to go back but didn't want to turn our backs to the dog. Suddenly he jumped with his teeth ready to bite us, and then our now dog friend came to rescue. They fought. We cried, terrified one of the dogs would get hurt. But by some miracle, nothing happened to either one of them. The Great Dane ran away. The German Shepherd came with us all the way to my home. We gave him some food and water. 
He then disappeared, and we guess he went home. About a week later, we were still worried the dog didn't find a way home, so we came to check on him. The house wasn't there. The obviously small fence, neither. And there was no German Shepherd on that street. But if it wasn't for him, we would have either died or got injured by that Great Dane. Thank you, Matrix, for saving our lives. For months, the tap waters tasted funny and made people sick, but that's normal for this country, and we've always boiled our water before use on principle. Still, it was a rather horrible revelation when at last they pulled a human corpse out of the reservoir upon draining it for maintenance. The Shirt That Glitched Sizes by Anonymous To preference, I've always lurked on these kinds of subs because I think they're fascinating. But I've never been sold on any of this really until now, when it finally happened to me. I have said sweatshirt and a picture from that day of something else with a small piece of the sweatshirt draped over my arm in the background. It looks smaller to me in the picture than it does in real life. But it's a shitty picture so nothing really can be gained from it, if my opinion. So, on October 7th, my girlfriend and I were in TJ Maxx in Burnsville, Minnesota. I wasn't planning to spend any money on myself, she just wanted to check out what they had for her dogs. We walked by the men's clothes and they had a Sherpa-lined flannel shirt, no hood, in the medium section, with a medium hanger and tag. I'm a sucker for those kind of sweatshirts. So I tried it on. It was $25 and I didn't want to spend any money. But my girlfriend, and really myself, convinced me to buy it because it was so soft and fit perfectly. Yes, I tried it on right there. There is absolutely no doubt in either of our minds that the damn thing was a medium that day. Now it's an extra large, and the bottom falls halfway down my quads to the point where it hits them when I'm walking in it. There is zero chance that my girlfriend and I both didn't notice that it was way too big for me in TJ Maxx, and then later when I wore it around the nearby Marshalls. There is zero chance that my girlfriend and I both didn't notice that it was way too big for me in TJ Maxx, and then later as I wore it around the nearby Marshalls. I was wearing a thin, long sleeve shirt, so it wasn't a chance of other clothes underneath making it fit better. Hell, it's still too big even over my bulkiest sweatshirt. I didn't grab the wrong size, it went straight to my hand when I took it off, and it was the only one of its kind that we saw there. Since that day, the thing absolutely fucking dwarfs me. There's no chance in hell I would have bought it if it was an extra large. I would have been able to talk myself out of it if it had been just me there, but my girlfriend, who I explained what a glitch in the Matrix is today, Swear she remembers it fitting me perfectly when I slipped it on. For what it's worth, the one picture we have from the day shows just the sleeve of a dark gray sweatshirt she was wearing, and it's one she doesn't wear out of the house, and we both clearly remember her wearing her new vest and white and pink sweatshirt underneath. Both of our memories are very different on the clothes that day than the apparent reality. 
really fucky day and it's been bothering me ever since. I killed my son and hid his body inside a snowman in the front yard. Imagine my shock and horror when I walk into my house to find my snow-covered son eating a bowl of chicken noodle soup. Has anyone else seen the sun shut off? By Greg a surname. It's not really the best way to describe it, but it's the best I got for a title. Basically, the sun works the way it works, night and day, yada yada. However, on multiple occasions, I notice that I'm just sitting in my room on my computer and suddenly it's night. It's not like I'm blinking and just stupid either because the streetlights are on, the moonlight is clear, and the sky is dark. It looks like any normal night would be, and it happens for less than a second, then turns back to day as if nothing happened. This has happened three or four times in my life that I remember, all relatively recent. I talked to a doctor about it, and they told me that if that's the only thing going on, it doesn't sound like any hallucination they're familiar with. Also, it's only from day to night. I don't believe I've ever seen the sun come out in the middle of the night. 100% I might just be crazy or have brain damage or something, but at the very least, someone here might find this interesting. So hey, worth a post, I guess. Last night, my husband told me that one of the large icicles outside reminded him of his missing ex-wife. This morning, I found his body by the open front door with that very same icicle piercing through his skull, and I fear that I may be next. Twenty-nine years ago, I jumped to a parallel existence after a near-death experience. By Strip Macaron Let me start by saying this will be long. My heart is already being fast telling this story. Only those closest to me know that this happened until now. When I was 25 years old, I was driving home from work one night. I lived in Los Angeles at the time. I was driving on Sunset Boulevard heading west towards my apartment in Bedwood. For those that are not familiar with the area, there's an expensive sunset near UCLA that is very curvy. It is a two-lane on either side with no shoulder. It was 8.30 on Saturday night and there was some traffic. I was driving along and all of a sudden about 50 feet in front of me I saw a car, but I was looking at the passenger door. A car had spun out of control and was perpendicular in my lane. I didn't have time to stop. I looked to my right and saw that there was a car next to me, so I had nowhere to go. I instinctively turned my car all the way to the right anyway. Once I had cleared the first car, I spun it all the way to the left, still trying to avoid the second car. While all this was happening, I remember a time with my mom at Disney World when I was three. This is not a memory I had ever had. I vaguely remember part of that trip, but this memory was not one of them. 
I realized then that my life was flashing before me and I was going to die. I had never been so sure of anything. Every part of me knew I was about to die. I started screaming. To this day, I don't know if I vocalized anything or if it was all in my head. I yelled, No, no, this isn't fair. I'm not done yet. All the while swerving all over Sunset Boulevard. I suddenly stopped my car and I was now perpendicular in the opposite lane of traffic. I looked around and there was not a single car anywhere. It was like everything had been wiped clean. I put my car in reverse and proceeded home. I did not see a single car the rest of the way. I was only five minutes away from home at that point, but Sunset Boulevard on a Saturday night was completely empty. I got to my apartment and parked on the street. I didn't see one person. While walking into my apartment, I came to the conclusion that I had died and because I said no, I was stuck in some limbo. I never want my roommate to be home so badly. Unfortunately, she wasn't. I called one of my best friends and said, I need to ask you some questions. Please just answer me and I'll explain after. I asked her my name, my age, what city we lived in, and the date. Obviously, she was very alarmed. I explained that I thought I was dead and wasn't sure if I was really on the phone with her. She tried to convince me that I was alive and everything was okay. There was no way mathematically to escape. There was nowhere for the car on the right to go. The moment has haunted me my whole life. There have been times when I have questioned my existence. I wondered if my life since then has been a very detailed death trip and actually lying on Sunset Boulevard bleeding out. After many years of meditation, spiritual practice, and belief in quantum physics, I wonder what life I jumped into. I was always laughed at and bullied relentlessly when I told people I had the Dr. Doolittle-esque ability to communicate with all manners of wildlife. As I recounted the stories of the torment to the giant I summoned from the ocean depths, I didn't hear any laughter. My First Real Glitch by Crystal Lightly My husband and I go to the thrift stores almost every week. One day, I took some items to donate and dropped them off in the donation area where I saw two canvas panels with black and white doodlings all over them. I thought they were so cute, and I think I asked the employee when they'd be on sale. He handed them to me and told me to take them. I told him thank you and put them into my husband's car while we shopped. One is a larger panel about two feet by one and a half feet, and the smaller one is about one foot by six inches. The smaller panel not only has the dueling all over it, but also has a dark cat head. It is the cuter one. Once back in the car, I examined the two panels and noticed the bigger one actually had a small hole in it about the size of a pencil puncture, and the canvas around it for about an inch was punched in. I was disappointed because I had wanted to use the panel as a backdrop for a picture, so I thought I would have to use a smaller panel over the bigger one to conceal the hole, which I did. The picture's on Flickr. 
Fast forward three years, the panel was still sitting on my desk where I had used it for a picture. I wanted to take other pictures, so I removed the small panel and put burlap over the bigger panel to anchor the burlap. I put some other props on the burlap and took a picture, which is also on Flickr. Days later, I took off the burlap and picked up the big panel to move it. I examined the panel and found there is no longer a hole in it, and actually the panel is in very good condition. I think back to when I got it. I remember there was a hole because otherwise I would not have put the small panel in front of it for a picture. Then come to think of it, I could not remember where I put the small panel. That made me upset because even though it's smaller, it's cuter of the panels because of the cat head. I looked up the picture on Flickr because I wondered if the small panel had disappeared out of the picture, but it's still there. So even if I can't find the panel again, I have the picture of it. I'm happy that the big panel repaired itself, but I'm disappointed that I cannot find the small panel and don't know if I will see it again. I hope it will turn up, as I have a lot of other stuff in my room, so it could just be in my stuff for now. As a scientist, I was naturally curious about the groundbreaking capabilities of my new grand supercomputer. However, when I asked it to search for God for fun, I never questioned the paranormal after the computer began to scream in pure hysteria till its May modem melted completely. Five Soldiers Experience Different Reality by Comma NPC I used to be in the army. One day, about six years ago, four of my soldiers and I, I was a sergeant at the time, were working on our vehicle maintenance on the motor pool Monday. I had been with the organization for almost two years, and the process for turning in our maintenance paperwork had always been the same. The process is as follows. Inspect the vehicle. I note any faults on the paperwork 5988. Bring it to the mechanics to verify any faults. Once verified, bring it to the company XO. After I passed out the maintenance paperwork for that week to my soldiers, they went out and tried to complete the task. However, they came back to me a little while later to let me know that the mechanics were refusing to verify the paperwork and said that we were supposed to bring it to the EXO first and then it would go to them. This irritated me because I knew the process and that was wrong. I figured it was just a new mechanic giving out bad information. So I went and talked to the maintenance chief warrant officer. When I told him the process we were trying to do, his exact words were, We have never done it like that, Sergeant. At this point, I feel like I'm being pranked, so I call my platoon sergeant. He tells me that I'm wrong, and it's never been done the way I remember. Well, it wasn't just me that remembered it that way. All four of my soldiers were just as confused as myself. We asked our buddies from the other platoons, other mechanics, and other sergeants, and everyone told us we were wrong. Wanting to just be done with it that day, we all complied with the process. A week goes by, and Motor Pool Monday comes back around. My soldier and I do the process we did the week prior. I go to bring my paperwork to the XO before the mechanics, and he looks at me and says, What are you doing, sergeant? These have to be verified by the mechanics first before you bring them to me. I laughed and asked if he was joking. 
but he was not. So I went back to the motor pool and asked the maintenance chief who affirmed the process that I knew was right from the beginning. I went back to my office and told my soldiers, who were all just as confused as I was. Everyone had gone back to the original way, and no one had any memory of the other process other than the four soldiers and myself. We could not think of any good explanation for what happened other than a really good, weird, shared glitch. The process never changed again. It retained the same for the next one and a half years I was with the organization. To this day, I randomly think about this and it drives me crazy not knowing what happened there. All the people who have tested positive with the zombie virus queued up to be incinerated. Isn't it strange that nearly all of us are homeless or jobless? Teleported While Driving by Sunny of Floridia Yesterday I was driving to meet my sister. I was not tired, sick, drinking, doing drugs, or distracted in any way. In fact, my memory leading up to it was very accurate. I was following a brown truck and passing them. We came to an intersection where I needed to make a left turn and shortly after be making a left onto the highway. The left turn light was red and I stopped. The brown truck went straight and had a green light so they passed me. My light turned to a flashing yellow arrow so I waited for six to seven cars to move through the intersection so I could make the left. I looked into the rear view mirror worried that the driver behind me might be frustrated while waiting and I saw it was a purplish SUV. I was finally able to make the turn and saw the SUV follow, but as soon as I finished the turn and looked back forward, my navigation was showing that I needed to turn around like I was going the wrong way. I was really confused as I knew I was going the right way. I really didn't know where I was because the area totally looked different, like there was no highway overpass ahead. I followed the navigation directions and ended up on the same light making a left turn again. At first, I thought maybe I had turned left on some side street before the highway entrance. But here's the thing. There was no place to turn because the intersection is right next to the highway. There's no possible way I could have ended up going back onto the road and in the direction without driving at least a quarter mile, including passing under the highway overpass going through two lights, making a U-turn, and then going back through all of it before making the right turn to go back on the original street. Also, it was instantaneous. I did not lose any time. I had a strange experience before, but nothing like this, and I don't know what to make of it. Someone suggested I add a map showing what happened, which will be on screen for you now, guys. On the map, the solid green line shows the route I was on up to making the turn. The green dots represent where I should have been continuing on my path. The red line shows where I ended up as soon as I made the left turn at the light. Red dots show what the navigation was telling me to do when I realized I was no longer on the road heading to the highway. Yellow line shows the jump from where I was to where I ended up. I hope this helps. 
Also, I know it was at the same light again, because there's an apartment under construction indicated by blue dots on the map. So there's no mistaking which light I was at. I tortured the imposters who kidnapped my family, hoping they'd tell me where they were. The woman just kept calling me her husband, and the little boy was shouting, Nanny, stop! But no matter how hard they tried to mimic them, I could see through their masks. My graduation was derailed by looky here. So this is going to be a long one, but it has a bunch of moving parts, but they all add up to a single idea. I moved into a parallel dimension where I wasn't graduating from university on time. Let's go back to 2015. I developed an acute sciatica from no apparent reason. I personally blame CRN and the changing of our bodies on this. But that is another story for another day. I was about to enter my final year of university, set to walk in May of 2016. In order to graduate, I needed to complete four semesters of internship at a place where my degree was relevant. Because of the pain I was in, I was able to push back the internship so that I would take the final one during the summer after graduation, and having passed it would make my diploma accurate for 26 graduation. In order to take that class, I had to pass the previous internships. I had already done the first two and had skipped the third one and taken it the following spring. The last one would be done in the summer after graduation. I had been given prescriptions for non-opiate pain medications that were still pretty heavy duty, but I took them very sparingly. This is important to the story. The fact that I took the meds sparingly. You see, I had three different prescriptions, and one of them was used only as a last resort. The one that was for the worst pain was only refilled twice, and the second refill lasted me months, and there was still more than three-thirds of the pills left at the time I looked at them. It comes into play later. In May of 2016, I was set for graduation, but I had missed some classes and assignments due to medical absence. It was unfortunate, but I had days where I couldn't sit in my chairs for the pain. However, the advisor, who was also my internship professor, told me that I should still graduate as long as I turned in specific things, which I did. I had a chain of emails talking about how I would be turning in my internship hours and other things after walking, and how they would be applied to my grade, and how it was going to be okay. About a week before graduation, I got a letter from the dean of our department letting me know that since I was graduating with honors, I was getting a medal, and to come to the department office to pick it up. That night, I was on the phone with a friend of mine, and I was telling about how I was graduating with honors and how I was doing well with my sobriety. Yes, I am recovering, but taking medication as prescribed is not against how I live. I remember telling him how I managed to make a pain medication last so long, at this point, I was looking at the pill bottle that had some 30 pills in it, having lasted for many months. This is not something I was mistaken on. I was holding the medication bottle, and I opened it up and looked inside as I was talking to him, because I was counting how many there were. 
It was a big deal to me that I had managed to make a heavy pain medication last so long and still have so many left over. I was talking to him about how I was graduating, how I was getting a medal, and basically patting myself on the back with it all. The next day began with the first of many glitches. I went to put the pill bottle away, the one that had over 30 pills left. I had left it on my coffee table, I live alone, and when I went to pick it up, it only had about three pills left. That's all, three pills. It was the next day. I obviously didn't take 30 pain pills overnight and either lived or didn't know it. I didn't lose the pills because they were all down the floor or anywhere else. The bottle was on the table where I had left it the night before. When I went to the dean's office to get my medal, my name was on a list of people who were getting one. I had to show a picture of the letter I took on my phone from the night before to prove that I was supposed to get one. When I went to the graduation ceremony, my name wasn't called on the list of students who were graduating with honors. The professor who was emailing back and forth about sending in my internship hours and getting assignments to sent me a very different email that was buried under the previous conversation chain. It said I was not going to be passing the class. She referenced things that we had already discussed and things I did turn in, but she said that I didn't turn in. The tone of this email was completely different from the previous ones that said it would be okay. I know this is much longer than it probably needed to be, but I was just so confused that my medication all disappeared overnight, the dean didn't have my name on the list of graduates who were getting medals, and my name wasn't called out when at the ceremony with the other honor graduates, and then the email from the professor going over things we'd already discussed, and saying that I didn't turn things in that I know I did turn in, and how her attitude completely changed from one email to the next. It was like somehow I moved from the dimension where I was graduating in 2016 and it would be okay into a world where I wasn't going to graduate. I moved into a dimension where I had taken the full prescription of meds. The professor knew I wasn't graduating, so it didn't actually get called during the ceremony. However, no one in the ceremony said anything like, oh, you weren't graduating, but still, it was weird. I never did find those pills, but I still have those emails and that picture of the letter from the dean's office. I actually have two letters from the dean's office, because in 2017, when I finally did graduate, I got on the list, but I didn't go to the 2017 ceremony. As far as I was concerned, I graduated in 2016. I'll admit, I'm not the most attentive parent to my toddler. But since I've been playing Tooth Fairy to them, I'm pretty sure that a normal person only has 32 teeth to lose, and they've brought me nearly double that. The multiple Wii Fit feet materializing in front of me by KCCat5. Okay, this is a bit of a story. Two years ago, I bought a Wii Fit platform for exercise at an extremely reasonable low price. My friend in New York said she was looking for one also, and the universe listened. And I walked into a Goodwill about a month later, 
and seen one and I bought it for her. Sometime later on, months later, I found one of the little feet for the wee fit in my bedroom. So I contacted my friend and asked her if she was missing one because I had all four of mine. She said she would get back to me and never did, so I assumed she didn't need it. And the extra just showed up in my house overnight out of nowhere. These things happen sometimes. Fast forward to earlier this year in May, and I was moving and I picked up my Wii Fit, and I noticed that one of the feet was missing, so I thought that that's where the extra foot came from, but I thought that was kind of strange because I've been using the Wii Fit board, and there was never a problem with any missing feet. It wasn't uneven or anything. Fast forward to this month when I moved and pulled out my Wii Fit board and noticed that all four of my feet were there. Okay, so I still had this extra foot floating around. Tonight I go into the bathroom and pull out this little plastic box that I keep under my sink that has first aid and other health related things in it like alcohol, bandages, etc. And while I was putting the alcohol away and getting ready to put the box back, I noticed that in the bottom of the box was another wee fit foot. I thought it was weird. And I'm like, what is this doing here? I went into the living room and pulled out my wee fit board and all four feet were there. I said, well, does this mean I have two of them now? I put the board back in the living room, went back to the bathroom to close the box, and seeing on top of the bandage was a third foot. I went to the bedroom and found the original foot that I had flowing around. Now I have three of them. After my ship crash landed in the middle of the ocean, I took my emergency marine tools to search for any continental mainland. Detecting multiple Leviathan-class lifeforms in the region. Are you sure whatever you're doing is worth it? My Dad Disappeared in an Elevator by Gibble Panda just discovered this subreddit exists, so I figured I'd share the biggest glitch I've ever experienced. Back in junior year of high school, when I was 16, my family and I were moving to a new apartment. Near the end of the day, me, my dad, and a family friend, who I didn't really know then and haven't talked to since, we were walking from the apartment to the elevator so we could go to the car and grab the last things from it. When my dad stepped into the elevator, the door closed almost immediately. It was specifically weird because the door had only been open a couple of seconds, and it closed way faster than I've seen an elevator door close before or after. The door won't open, so we're all confused. We're talking to dad, he can hear us, we can hear him. Then suddenly, Mid-sentence, his voice just cuts off entirely and the door opens. And the elevator is just... empty. So me and the family friend just sort of stare for a second. I stepped in and looked around. No sign of my dad. I step back out of the elevator and immediately the door closes again and then reopens. And dad's just standing in the middle of the elevator looking dumbfounded. So we asked him what happened. 
He explains from his perspective that after the elevator door closes, at one point he stops hearing us and the elevator went up. Then it just stopped and he heard what seemed to be a wild animal he couldn't quite identify and the sound of scratching on the door. This felt like five minutes to him before suddenly the elevator door opened without the elevator ever feeling like it went back down. We lived there for over a year. We never did figure out what happened and the elevator never did that again. She'll never find me in here, I thought to myself, closing the closet in order to hide from my sister, who was playing hide-and-seek with me. My heart almost skipped a beat once I heard the lock from the outside. And with that, our time together is coming to an end. As always, I'd like to thank everyone who let me read their stories today. I hope you all stay in the realm that you are in at this moment and stay safe and away from more glitches. As I was reading the story about the dog that came from a house that didn't seem to exist and neither did the dog, it made me think about how paranormal and glitch in the matrix stories are very similar but slightly different almost like they come from a similar tree of a branch of ideas. Paranormal stories being more about stories for feelings and things you've seen that you can't explain, while A Glitch in the Matrix branches from same idea, but more in a computer kind of feeling, like, like our reality is shifting and changing around us, like we live in a simulation. Truth be told, with how much I read and consume of these stories, I truly could be overthinking everything. And I know not everyone's going to agree with me that Paranormal and Glitch are similar in some ways. I just, with the stories and how they're written and some of the experiences people have, it feels very similar in some ways. Now it's enough of my rambling. I thought you guys just might find it interesting with something I thought about. I'm pretty sure if you're this far into the podcast, you've already probably followed. But if you haven't, please do so. And if you're on a platform that allows it, please leave me a review and a comment. And if you specifically listen through Spotify, I do put up questions and polls for you guys to respond to, if that's something you're interested in. And if you know anyone else who might enjoy these kinds of stories, please share this podcast with them. If you'd like to get early access and a few other bonuses, I do have Patreon, and now the podcast does have a membership as well. And if you'd like to do just a one-time donation, I do have PayPal and buy me a coffee as well. All the links, including the ones to my socials, are in the show notes for you guys. And I highly recommend checking them out this time. Some of my accounts got compromised, and I lost my Twitter and my Reddit. So I have a new Twitter account and a new subreddit. If you ever want to send me a story of your own, you can either do it through my subreddit, through an email, or go to my website, and I have a Google form on there as well. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. And on top of all that, for being so understanding and why there was no content last week. It was really chaotic with everything going on. Sleep tight, and don't let 42 bite.